You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Welcome, and thank you for checking in before you check out. I'm Naya, and I have missed y'all. Ugh, it's been a long time, but I have needed this break. I have needed this break. I have needed this break, and I have so much to catch you all up on. But because it has been such a long time, baby, I want to check in with you so we can check in with ourselves. So right now, you know how we do. On a scale of one to five, I want you to pull out your love frequency meter. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, you can visit www.l-vefreq.com and check in with us. So on a love frequency scale of one to five, let us know how you're doing. How are you feeling right now? And take this moment, this necessary deep breath and check in with yourself. How are you, baby? How's your spirit? And exhale. Toward the end of last year for my birthday, I asked my daughters if they would get together with me and be a guest on my show. Um, One of my philosophies here at Love Frequency is to get to the root of the problems that we go through from the soil to the soul. And that's really what that means. And I thought, what better way to dig into more of my root than to ask my seeds what they think so far of love, dating, my dating life, how it's impacted them, and to really have those hard conversations. It was one of the most beautiful dialogues I've had and one of the hardest. As a parent, it is not easy. Nobody gave us a manual and told us how to do this. And even if they did, every child is unique and special and beautiful. So there's no one size fits all to do this. So many of us are doing the best we can. Some of us have failed. The interesting part is our inability to face our failures and fail forward, even in parenthood. For some reason, For some of us, it's deeply rooted that to be a parent, that we are without fault. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. And as a parent, I know that I'm still learning myself every day. So I thought it was important that I have that conversation with them so we can start building roots of compassion and understanding and safe spaces for expressing how you feel without the fear of being told that there's something wrong with that. See, I don't think that our foundation has to be rooted in trauma. We can change that narrative. 
So my next episode will be that interview featuring my wonderful nation's serenity, journey, and cherish. But this episode, I want to give a little backstory. See, as a kid growing up, I went through quite a bit. And during that time, I did not have the emotional intelligence to know how to handle or process what I was experiencing. So I gained a lot of behaviors and emotional responses that were not healthy, but I gained them as a a way to cope. Now, as I got older, I saw how these behaviors impeded my ability to maintain connections with people, and I couldn't understand why. But one thing I did notice is the pattern that in many of the connections that I was getting in, I was looking for people to see me and I was sacrificing self at all costs to be seen. And I didn't like that. Why didn't I feel like I was enough? Why was I always doing more for others than I was doing for me? Hey, y'all, it is Naya's conscience here again. Listen, what she did there right there was magic. If y'all missed it, I had to pause it so you could catch it. It is so beautiful when somebody's going through their self-work and they process a healing and they can do that and they don't have to shit on nobody else to do it. I want you to watch out for the ones that got to take somebody else down to lift themselves up, baby. All right. All right. Let's get back to it. So I became extremely determined to answer those questions. I was tired of blaming other people for things I had been through. I was tired of holding on to all of the heavy and the pain. I wanted a way out and I no longer wanted to die to get there. So I started doing the work. I started really digging deeper and finding out what is it about myself that I like And I didn't like. Who was I to even present myself to people in these relationships, in these friendships? What did I have to offer? And I started chipping away at walls I didn't even realize I had built. In doing that process, I began redefining myself. Some things stayed long term, some things were temporary, but the process The process was beautiful because I was finally doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it for myself. I was excited about exploring and learning myself. And along the way, I did get in relationships. For some, it may have seemed like the timing was off or I was searching for something, but aren't we all? Aren't we all searching for just a little bit more of ourselves? in our next connection, our next friendship, our next job. So I don't feel ashamed by that, and neither should you. Hey, y'all, it's Nia's conscience again. Listen, I know she makes everything sound like poetry and rainbows, but let's not forget the work it takes to get here. It's not pretty. This is not spa trips and vacations. It is hard sometimes to be able to face yourself in truth but baby it's worth it do you understand and and the best way the best way to do that is to make time for you that is complete silence with yourself where you sit with yourself and you ask those same damn questions that Naya was asking herself when things happen to you you can always make excuses and point blame at other people when it makes you feel the type of way you gotta ask yourself baby them are your demons talking to you 
And the beautiful part is they ain't even demons. It's just your body making you pay attention that something needs to be attended to. It's like sneezing. It's like coughing. What is your body telling you? All right now, baby, let's get back to it. But along the way, as I became better, as I began to understand my beautiful, my voice got stronger. I became less afraid to communicate how I felt, to speak more assertively, and to realize that assertive communication is very different than aggressive communication, and that there was nothing wrong with the way I was expressing myself. That there were people in my life that just had an inability to be receptive to that type of feedback. So as far back as I can remember, I have always been very expressive. When I was younger, I was seen as being very emotional, very sensitive. And even to this day, uh, my children joke with me about being very sensitive And I truly believe now, and I'm starting to better understand that that very thing that would bother me so much, that critique from others, is one of my greatest strengths. I have the ability to articulate my emotions. Most people struggle with that, and so that makes them uncomfortable. So when people reflect back to me, the fact that my statements sound too sensitive to them, it no longer makes me feel like there's something I need to change about me. It lets me know where they are with their ability to communicate in the same capacity. You see, it's just information. Now, what do we do with all this information? So very recently... I received a message saying that I was playing the victim shortly after a video I posted about asking if somebody wanted an older daughter. Now, I'll get to the reason why the video was posted, but I do want to give some backstory on this term playing the victim. It's one that I have heard since I was a child. Each time I tried to explain how I felt and it always made me feel bad. So I thought, wow, I am 38 years old and it is presenting itself again. And it's presenting itself again for the very same reasons it did when I was a child. So for some with this new information, you might immediately go into blaming mode, pointing at other people as the cause of this insult being thrown at you. For others, you might feel justified by this insult and that there's nothing you can do and this is just who you are. And then there are others who have been through things and they realize the impact that these things have had on their lives and there was nothing they could do to change them. But they are still making the best of those situations and learning to heal and move forward. So tonight we are talking about being a victim, having a victim mindset, or playing the victim. Which one are you? See, a victim is someone that's been taken advantage of, or someone that's endured unwanted or undeserved abuse, loss, injury, accident, 
someone who's experienced a disaster that they could not prevent, or someone that's gone through some sort of misfortune. See, it's these types of people, victims, true victims, that are in need of compassion. They're in need of people to hear what they are going through, what they went through, what they were feeling, and to have that validated so they can begin their process of healing. Victim mentality is a little bit different. Victim mentality is someone who feels powerless and helpless. Let me say that again. Victim mentality is just somebody who feels powerless or helpless. This is someone that assumes they have very little power or influence in their life. And because of this, they often don't change or remove themselves from negative situations or circumstances. These are the people who often have it is what it is as a default response to most things that go on in their life. And then there is the person that's playing the victim. Now, a person that plays the victim, it must be known this is a trait of a manipulator. And they often do it for two reasons, to gain pity or sympathy or to create compassion. And it's just to gain something. So why? Why would a manipulator, why would the abuser want to play the victim? In order to distract from their own behavior. See, a person who plays the victim is someone who does not want to be held responsible for what they did or didn't do in a particular situation. They want you to feel sorry for them because they feel sorry for themselves. And this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning of the episode. There are people who are true victims and true victims have gone through things that were outside of their control. And then it comes to a point where that becomes information about us. I can't change it. But what I can change is what I do with my life as a result of this incident. Now, I can take on a victim mentality. That is a choice. Let me repeat. Victim mentality is someone who feels powerless or hopeless. They truly aren't. Now, could one say a victim could be justified in feelings and having moments of feeling powerless and helpless? Absolutely. You just don't stay there. Victim mentality is saying that your current condition of pain and trauma will be your reality. Someone who's playing the victim is always doing it at the expense of someone else. There's always something to be gained in that transaction. Now, I found this information to be so shocking to me because here I am being accused of playing the victim. And when I look at these three definitions, I can admit this. I have had many times in my life where I've held a victim mentality. It's led me to depression and anxiety. It's led me to some of my lowest lows, and it has led to suicide attempts. 
I have had moments in romantic relationships where I've played the victim. And while it is not an attractive trait, I did it because my fear was them leaving and I didn't want them to leave. I had experienced so much loss in my life that romantic love was the only way I knew how to get that feeling. And I wasn't happy with that. And as soon as I recognized that behavior, I worked to make changes. And now, and now I realize that there is no shame in saying that I am a true victim. I have been through things in my life that were outside of my control and those things changed me. I do not feel powerless. I do not feel helpless. And I do not need to gain anything from anybody else. I know who I am and I understand my worth more than I ever have before. Right now, in my life, and this may be your story too, I am seeking to break down walls that I thought I had to build as a survivor. I'm more than a survivor. I am love. And in that, I am excited to learn how to trust again, to learn how to be vulnerable again, and to learn how not to be afraid to say how I feel. Because if there are people who are not ready to receive it, that's okay. I just know the people I need to be connected to. So I can continue to learn and grow and be better. And I am excited because all of the voids I thought I had in my life, I don't have. I now have no excuse. I also want to say to anybody who might be offended by my journey, I encourage you to listen to this episode again. But instead of listening for instigation, listen this time for information. Until next time, I love you.